Hey there. Welcome to the Sierra Unger podcast, where each episode I'll be tackling a new commonly searched question. We're all curious about this life. And in each episode, I will take your most commonly asked and searched questions online and distill them into practical answers. This week, I'll be answering whether work colleagues can be a support network for you and what happens when they become friends. We'll talk about what a support network actually looks like, how important it is to have one with your colleagues, and how you can go about building friendships at work to create your support network. So let's get to it. So are colleagues a support network and what happens when colleagues become friends? This is a great question you all are asking because it's one that nearly everyone on this planet can relate to and it's one that digs deep into the core of who we are as humans. And if you know anything about me, I love to nerd out on that. The answer though is a two-sided coin. On one hand, friendships are important whether inside or outside of work. They help us survive because they activate a part of our brains that make us feel good. Chemically speaking, positive social interactions literally ignite our internal opioid system. When we interact with friends, we want to keep hanging out with them. It feels good to us. It helps relieve stress. It releases dopamine and ultimately makes us want to do it more. Now, of course, this is what research tells us, that we must have friendships in order to be happy, right? But other research suggests that it isn't necessarily strong friendships that are needed for one to be happy. Let's take into consideration individuals who have a difficulty or a lack of the ability to make friends. Perhaps an individual with autism or some other condition or personality trait that leads to difficulties with social relationships or more simply even, individuals who simply are more introverted and have difficulties with friendships because of isolated locations, medical conditions, or habits, or maybe they just move a lot for crying out loud. What I'm surfacing here is that social interactions are important for and valuable beyond just friendships. They actually help us get things that we need and are important for helping us establish and accomplish tasks. Friendships come in third, of course, really after our need for having basic needs met, basic human needs met, and feeling confident that we ourselves can meet our own needs. So yes, friendships are important, but they're not necessary for survival. More importantly, we do simply need to interact with one another, but we don't need those relationships to go beyond a more basic level of connectedness. With all of that said, the other side of this coin is that I do believe we need friendships at work, even if they're circumstantial, and that's because of our need for a support network. Now, I am not talking about a support group. (laughs) That's where you have planned meetings, someone leading the meetings, you have outcomes, and so forth. I'm talking about an actual support network. Generally speaking, with a network, we're bringing friends and family and peers together who we can reverb off of during times of stress. But here's the key. We don't form these relationships in times of stress. 
Our support network isn't a formal establishment, but they do give us a sense of comfort knowing that we have someone if we need them. These are the relationships we foster over things like coffee breaks, quick chats, and slide chats. You like how that rhymed there? A drive-by desk desk visit even is another great way to foster relationships. So I want to switch gears and get into answering whether colleagues can actually be a support network for you. And I want to start off with some foundational stats just to get our gears in motion. So here we go. More than 60% of women and 56% of men say that they have a close friend at work. That's pretty cool, right? The average number of friends that we have at work is around five. Those in insurance, marketing and advertising or PR, restaurant, food and beverage, retail and real estate statistically make friends fastest in contrast to those in industries like engineering, healthcare, finance, human resources and government. And of the topics people discuss with friends at work, pay attention to this one, guys. 58% say they discuss their love life. What? With strangers? Okay. 53% say health issues. 33% say financial issues, which I find really interesting. And 64% say conflict with coworkers is a topic they discuss. And that one's not necessarily a surprise because that's what people feel connected to and comfortable talking about at work. And that's just scratching the surface with research that indicates there's an affinity toward developing friendships at work. Other research from groups like Office Vibe indicates that 70% of employees, 70% of employees say friends at work is the most crucial element to happy work environments for them. 58% of men go beyond that and say they would decline a higher paying job if it meant not getting along with colleagues. That's impressive, guys. With stats like this, it's safe to say that colleagues and friendships at work do matter. But the why, 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 why is the most important and impactful part of this discussion because we can unfold our need for a support network and draw a direct line back to our desire for friendships at work. We spend more than one third of our lives at work. Think about that. We average 10 of our waking 16 or so hours a day at work. And often it's a lot more than that. And that's not counting for the added time that we spend checking emails and taking calls on vacation or after hours or when we're at dinner, you name it. With that much time in our day dedicated to one zone of our life, it makes 100% sense to say that our work, friendships, and interactions impact our mood, our happiness, and our overall fulfillment. Without it, we become dissatisfied, we become depressed, discontent, and ultimately want to leave. Leaders across industries are recognizing that we can no longer separate work and real life because work is such a big part of our identity and our life so that they're no longer two separate things to balance. 
They must become one in the same. Friendships included in that. And that's because we need friendships for long-term career success, health, and happiness. They give us a sense of belonging, purpose, confidence, and satisfaction that we crave as humans. So we can't overlook our colleagues as friends, as separate from our needs in the office from those at home. In today's age, they're one and the same. The core needs for connection remain constant, regardless of the environment, and we can no longer be fulfilled without befriending those at work. The underlying reason here is that work friendships make us feel safe and valued, and therefore encourage us to perform at a higher level. In fact, a Gallup study found that work relationships are one of the strongest predictors of productivity, finding that those who have strong work relationships are more engaged, they produce higher quality work, and they have a higher state of well-being. That's pretty cool. In fact, friendships at work make us seven times more likely to be engaged in our roles. So they're not only a key to our personal happiness, but they're actually vital for having a successful career. Let that sink in. But in all reality, work friendships can be complicated. Am I right? They can be frustrating and tiresome and having to keep up with a professional facade and a personable energy is a lot to balance. Work friendships can create arguments, but they're still essential to our performance. And even conflicts are essential. As long, of, as, long of course, as they are civil, right? <laughs> They can result in innovation, better ideas, solutions, and breakthroughs. So even uncomfortable situations with our friends at work can help us become more mature and learn. They also provide for our needs for companionship, love, and safety. Friends at work, believe it or not, can provide comfort when stressful times arise. When politics in the office happen, hostility exists, you name it. There's no shortage of circumstances when we need support. We need friends in the workplace to turn to when issues arise to help us work through it. You heard it. We need a support network. With one, some studies have shown benefits like improving the ability to cope with stressful situations, alleviating the effects of emotional distress, promoting lifelong good mental health and physical health, and enhancing self-esteem, lowering cardiovascular risks and blood pressure and everything that comes with that, promoting healthy lifestyle behaviors, and the list goes on. But saying friendships at work are important don't just magically make them happen, right? In fact, there are many challenges to developing friendships at work, and the likelihood of doing so declines and increases with generations. Gen Zers and Millennials, for example, report higher percentages of work friendships, while older Gen Xers and Boomers report lower percentages. Some research suggests that this is due to the fact that with age comes higher job titles and increased responsibilities. But if you look deeper, which I'm a fan of doing, there's also a massive generational divide here. And when we look at the different workplace expectations of groups like boomers versus millennials, a lot of why we view friendships at work differently begins to make sense. 
Now, that's a topic I dive into in my book on leadership that will be getting released in uh, January, February, I'm hoping, of 2021. So I'll digress from that for now. But to keep going, we also have different learning types. We have different personalities. We have different communication styles and so forth that make it challenging to build friendships at work. But it's not a lost cause. We'll take a quick break here and come back to discuss how you can build friendships at work that have an impact. we just talked about the importance of friendships at work, and I think I beat a dead horse in making a case for why, but I encourage you to DM me on Instagram or message me on sierraunger.com if you have an additional lens to offer this topic, because I think different experiences offer a lot of different points of view. But now that we've made a case for friendships at work, let's talk about actually doing it, because it's not easy for many of us. Earlier in the episode, I mentioned that building our support network happens when we are not in stressful situations. The moments when you are grabbing coffee, walking by a desk, or just want to simply slack someone to say hi and ask how they're doing are a great start to building relationships. But there are several more impactful ways, I would say, to build friendships at work. For starters, lead a volunteer activity. Identify a service opportunity in your community and invite others to join you. You are sure to meet others in your uh, company or in your community or on your teams with similar interests and values. You can also identify workout classes or skill building classes that you can invite colleagues to take with you. You can make friends while you exercise or build those skills with others who share similar interests and career paths. You can also connect on social media, guys. Historically, this has been taboo, and it can feel a bit uncomfortable sharing your personal lives and viewpoints. If you're like me, you can be a little outspoken when it comes to things like politics. Um, But you know what? That's what makes it wonderful. It's a great way to stay connected and learn about other aspects of your colleagues beyond just who they are at work, which can often really help you appreciate who they are outside of a project deadline. And then lastly, you can organize out-of-work social activities like bowling, brunch, appetizers, and a happy hour. Socializing outside of the office is really helpful for getting to know other sides of the people you work with. But it isn't just about having things to do. It's also important to remember that healthy work friendships are a two-way street that require you to actively participate. So stay in touch outside of work-related emails and calls. Answer phone calls, return emails, and reciprocate invitations to let them know that you care. Shoot over a quick Slack or a message and ask how they're doing today. And that also shows that you care just beyond a project status. Also, don't compete. For the love of Pete, don't compete. Be happy instead of jealous when your friends at work succeed. Work environments and politics easily create a lot of tension around success and titles and pay, but don't let that impact your friendships. Also, be a good listener. Listen when your colleagues are speaking, not just during larger meetings, but also in one-on-one time, both in and out of the office. 
put the phone down for the love of Pete. Put the phone down if you're taking a coffee break with a colleague and pay attention to what they're saying. You'll quickly pick up on what's important to them and what they're passionate about. You can also appreciate your friends at work. That's not a bad thing, guys. Take the time to say thank you and express how important they are to you. Reach out on email, text, or Slack to say that you're glad that they're on your team or that you were thinking about how hard they, how hard they work and that you actually appreciate that and you see them showing up. A little gratitude goes a long way when building relationships. Lastly, give back. Be available for others when they need support. Relationships aren't just one way, remember. Don't just think about how they serve you when it's convenient. Friendships at work are best when you make yourself available to support the other person too. So those are some basic ways that you can begin to build friendships at work. Remember that it's about going beyond the projects and deliverables to build your support network. And the goal here is to reduce your stress levels, not add to it. So be mindful of situations that seem to drain your energy. If someone is constantly negative and critical, limit your time with them and steer clear of those who have unhealthy behaviors like alcohol and substance abuse. So back to our original question. Are work colleagues a support network? And what happens when colleagues become friends? I think we've answered, yes, colleagues can be a support network. Building a social support network is a wise investment in your mental and physical well-being and your career. And making friendships at work, which is where you spend most of your time, has a huge impact. Whether you're giving or getting the support, you'll see the rewards of friendship at work without a doubt. One thing I'd be remiss not to mention before we end here is what happens when colleagues become friends and then you or they change jobs, i.e. the great fallout. We've all had friendships that have started at a job and once one of you leaves the company, that friendship dwindles. If you're an empath like me, it can really hurt to realize that the friendships you had developed and invested in were more or less a convenient item and circumstantial. After all, when you work with someone, you're often in the trenches with them. You go through hard battles and stressful moments together and then poof, one day they just leave and it was like it never happened. And if you're like me, you can easily take that personally. The absolute worst is when they only come around again when they want references or help. You're like, um, hi, you left one day and I never heard back when I messaged you and now you want something from me? Hmm. But putting my empath nature aside, the reality is that our lives are filled with circumstantial friendships and that's okay. People come into our lives for a reason or even just a short season because we match up in one point in time. Because of the gravity of work, we may feel like we've found lifetime friendships and make us think, hey, they're here for the long haul. But the circumstantial friend may be hard to spot in the moment. But when we do discover them, don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged when the friendships and experience that you have turn out to be circumstantial because there are still positives to take from it. Circumstantial friendships can be a teacher. You were able to fulfill a need when you had one, and you learned something. So think about that. 
That's all I have for you today, friends. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast on friendships at work. Until next time, remember you are loved and I'm glad to have you in this world with me. See you later.